Guys, welcome to the podcast. How's everybody doing? <clears throat> What's up, guys? Welcome. Welcome to Happy Side Talk Thing. My name is Mackin. Uh, this is a show where I talk to people that I think are interesting, cool, uh, curious. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a free-form conversation podcast um, centered around individuals. And... Um, so it's usually these kind of one-on-one free-form conversation interview things uh with creative people or people whose minds i uh think are interesting and um got a really cool guest this week i'm just gonna kind of dive right in the episode um first things first uh, i just want to say my heart goes out to all the people in uh houston right now dealing with hurricane harvey um and if you are feeling uh like you want to donate, there are, there are plenty of uh, donation outlets. I know that the Red Cross has, um, obviously, places you can donate on their website, um, even my bank, like they, were, they had, and even on Facebook. So anyways, um, if you're thinking about donating to the relief efforts, I know Houston needs it right now. So anyways, uh, much love to the people of Houston. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, this is a great podcast that I got to do when I was in Ireland with uh, somebody who thinks about Father John Misty more than I do, or more than I did um, at the time. That's right, folks. I'm growing up. No, um, I'm really not. (laughs) But uh, this is uh, a friend I made over there named Dylan Murphy, um, who is super kind, super cool, and an amazing fucking songwriter. Um, I got to see... Uh, a couple concerts of his um but the first one was at this house show um and there was maybe like seven people in the room and it was one of my favorite shows i've ever seen um especially coming from la and everything's very like industry career oriented you know just being in a room with seven people and uh listening to some incredible songs it was just like oh yeah this is what folk music is all about (laughs) and uh yeah, I mean, he was one of many smart, kind, cool people that I met over there. So, can't say enough good things about Dylan Murphy. Um, and he definitely uh, made time to hang out with me, and I felt very included uh, when I was over there, and at times felt very lonely in a strange land. Um, so, fuck yeah, Dylan. Um, yeah, he's a part of a lot of nice people in, in Galway that I... Um, just fell in love with the town and the people so shouts out to galway for being the fucking greatest um yeah uh so this is dylan murphy incredible folk songwriter who's actually he's writing a uh i think i'm not sure what the official title is but i know it's some kind of thesis or dissertation on father john misty that's how fucking rad is that and i, I had been uh, having some complicated thoughts after the release of the third record and i kind of needed to talk about it with somebody and then out of nowhere in my life this uh academic <laughs> um yeah i got to have this really awesome conversation with somebody who's kind of really formally studying all of this stuff so that was super rad um but he's also just a, a, a super sweet dude and he has a great podcast called sharpen that axe um make sure to check that podcast out available on all the podcast places it's a guitar podcast um we'll we'll talk to him a little bit about that 
Um, and check out his amazing music, Dylan Murphy, on all the things. I'm going to play one of his songs at the end. Um, but yeah, much love, everybody. Um, take care of yourself and all your friends. And say hi to strangers. God damn it. All right. See you. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and sad and stuff. About the podcast? It's really like. I'm actually kind of a little self-conscious about the lack of concept. Because <laughs> it's really... <laughs> it's kind of just like free-form conversation um, with like people that I find that are interesting. Like yourself. And then... It's a pleasure and a privilege. Oh. I'm honored. So there's really no uh, like specific talking points other than like, you know, thing like my experience with you. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like... Oh, we talk about world politics from the perspective of folk singers. Put my folder away. I, um, yeah. I mean, we could, but I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of wherever it goes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, don't, sounds... don't worry if it gets, like, super tangential <laughs> or too personal or no, no, too crude. It can be anything at all. Yeah, no, that's the good shit. I'm, I'm here to exploit your emotions. <laughs> In a corner. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to send this to include this with your thesis. What is your thesis? What are you studying? Did you say you were studying? Is that your show? You said you were writing a thesis on uh, Father John Misty. Yeah. Are you seriously? Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I literally have been contemplating like writing a paper on Father John Misty for like the last like six months. I shit you not. I think about him every single day. You're in USC doing music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're in USC. I did some light stalking. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's great. Thanks, man. Really cool. Thank you. Thanks for checking that out. What's up? Oh, yeah. Anything you want. Great. We actually legally have to swear. Like, at least five times a minute. Oh, God, there's pressure. Yeah, to do it's it. a weird contract I signed. I'll, 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 I'll oblige. <laughs> um, yeah, no, cool. So, yeah, basically... I've been playing music for, I don't know, like 10 years or something like that, and I was yeah. like, it's like, a friend of mine did this course down in Cork, which is basically a diploma, which is basically condensing a four-year undergraduate music degree into nine months, so basically you yeah. show up, and instead of, like, you can you can choose to do what you want, there's a few things you have to do, like theory, and a bit of history, and a bit of uh, right. Irish traditional stuff, but that's just kind of part of it, but everything else, you can take as much credits as you want, so you can just do that, so I just threw myself in, because I didn't know Cork at all, yeah. any friends down there, so I was kind of like, yeah, I got I got no free time, uh, I, I got nothing but free time, so uh, yeah, I threw myself into it, and they're like, I started a blog, and I got really into um, just writing about music. And Fuck yeah! So, what was your blog kind of centered around? Uh, well, it started off with me working in a music store and kind of picking out things like foibles about working in a music yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my first article on it. Uh, I recently passed 52 articles. I'm really happy with that. Yeah! Yeah! Fuck yeah, congrats! Thanks. Uh, but one of them, the first one I wrote was... What's it uh, called? It's called Dill Advised. Dill Advised. Yeah. No, so it's like Dill Advised. So right. Like Ill-advised, but with Dill. Dill Advised. Got it. There you go. So... Dot I, .ie? Or uh, dot... 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 WordPress. Dot WordPress. Dot IE? Dot, .com. I, I, okay. I find that people people kind of look at you funny if it's if, if, right. if you're at a .ie they're like oh cool. you're not thinking of expanding 
I don't know how the internet works over here, so I just want to get the... No, it, it's fine. I got I'll you. put the link in the description. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, my first ever article, I remember I was listening I was listening to an album in the music store I worked in. Uh, it was just a CD store because, you know, they brought back CDs here because, you know... Yeah. yeah let's bring back like DVDs at the same time and the, I remember listening to an album going this is the worst album I've ever heard uh, what, what is this and the album was uh, the, the last album by Lenny Kravitz and okay I basically started taking little notes on like, yeah. he, he, he rewrites Happy Birthday um, and and uh, the album itself if you buy it it came with a pull out poster of him topless and I'm like this is amazing I, I, like, more people need to, to, to yeah. read about learn about this so because um, I haven't heard that record but if you have yeah but I basically wrote an article called uh, strut the fuck up and uh, but so I was like that got a lot of good feedback and people like you should do more of this that yeah so then from the whole writing thing I kind of Basically, was like, can I do something like academic writing or whatever? Because uh, I found this amazing lecturer from yeah. uh, San Francisco who basically teaches European like hip hop, teaches the whole thing, and he has a book on European hip hop. Basically, did his PhD traveling around Europe interviewing rappers, and I was like, I kind of want to do that. So that's fucking awesome. He was like, come do my masters, and the whole academic academia is very strict. It's, it's very strict. Very strict and stiff and very yeah. So I was when it came to thesis time after doing a heap of modules that I really didn't want to because I basically did the diploma and the masters and the masters is full of all the stuff that I didn't really want to do so when it came to thesis time yeah they were like what do you want to do and I was originally going to do something on hip hop I was like I don't know what I'm going to do and then my girlfriend was like you don't want to do that do you and I said oh. she's like what do you want to write about and I went on an hour rant in the car about how much Father John Misty like in 20 years people are going to be looking back and they're going to be like this guy was so ahead of his time because he is a cultural icon right now yes. and very few people are realising that because he's basically yeah. pointing out our you know narcissistic addiction to our smartphones and everything and I know people are doing that but the way he's doing it oh yeah as a white guy with an acoustic guitar yeah you know because yes. I'm basically starting off by saying how the white guy with an acoustic guitar has become something of a meme yes you know have you heard his interview with Mark Maron yes the one where he talks about like um, Mumford and Sons being the journey of yeah, yeah exactly and where he talks about, in, in the lyric and I'm writing a novel about like killing Neil Young on the beach like metaphorically it's amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no I love uh, that, that issue and I've, like, I've been doing research quotation fingers for the last yeah. like, three weeks and it's just been going through his interviews and he's so fascinating he's, he's so fascinating man. Like, the same points keep on coming up but it's how he he's so funny yeah and I love how he has to uh, yeah how he had to basically banish this image of the sad bastard with the acoustic guitar yeah uh, and forge something new with mariachi horns yeah uh, and I, yeah, I yeah, think that's yeah. so cool Has so, you ever, have you seen him live before I, I saw him in the Roshi what? Yeah. When was that? I saw it was the, uh, that was October 2015. I'm gonna try to turn up the input level. Still new to this thing. You saw him at the fucking Roshi? I did, and he came Jesus. out. He came out, and he <laughs> downstairs. Downstairs, he came out, and he said something along the lines of. We couldn't fit in my 40 foot walkway, you know, like catwalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, what album was this on? That was the just on the Honey Bear tour. Oh. And he had a massive band, and he, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was great, and he just played Glastonbury like the week before. Yeah. Uh, but he did a, a magazine interview came out maybe two or three months after the gig, and it was an interview with him staying in, he was on the phone, staying in the room yeah. of accommodation. Oh, and he was totally what? ragging on the accommodation. <laughs> and, uh, like, it was kind of like a, it was circulated around here going, did you hear, like, 
Father Dunn missed you didn't like the room. The room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm in some college dorm wondering what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Yeah. And, but apparently, like, the, he sent a letter to Gobi, like, just saying, sorry, the, the gig organizer here, just like, sorry for blasting your bar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but being a really cool guy doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, like, basically, what I'm looking at is his approach to satire and romance and persona and the whole mm. basically saying thing everything's been said before but it's the way his approach comes up to it with um, yes like David Foster Wallace and, you know yeah. and all this yeah yeah influences yes because your average Ed Sheeran is that well read right you know and even Ed Sheeran kind of makes all these points about oh I didn't go to college and da, 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 and he's like you know right. I'm just like a I'm just a born musician and then yeah it's just it's it's so unconvincing and then you've got this guy who's extremely well read and can come out with all these you know introspective lyrics like do you know anything about the cover art for Honey Bear no actually I don't know what he says about it and he, it's something that's come up a few times and he talks about how because I never really looked at it before and then when I did yeah. look at it it's like his, him being held as a baby but with the beard now. right 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 and and I saw that and then there's he, the devil eating the stripper and yeah, the guy yeah. texting exactly like, but when, when he was asked about it he was talking about how love had basically forced him to kind of be reborn and be like you know this baby figure in front of his wife that he didn't want to be but he basically had to start right and I was like god he was like the whole thing about Honey Bear is the transformative nature of love and he says in yeah. our interview I think he's like he's not happy unless he's going through some yeah, I think that's so cool. Yeah. So what I love about that record is that, like, because like he's such a self-aware um, guy, like I feel like it's super ballsy to just be that vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? And say something like as like arguably like trite as "I love you, honey bear," but then like like in, I was watching some interview with him saying like, "Oh, like no matter like," and I, he he frames it really well like in the song "Holy Shit," where he's like okay, there's all the, these ideas and concepts and commentary to comment on, but at the end of the day, it comes down to you and the other person. Yeah. And even though things are really maybe, like, cliche, it's like you still have to make meaning out of this and it still kicks your ass, you know? Absolutely. And I think that that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you did you listen to pure comedy? I did. I I don't like pure comedy. No. I, um, that's wanted... why I'm staying away from yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, like, this is so crazy that we're having this conversation right now because I think about Father John Misty, like, every single day of my life. <laughs> so I need to read this paper. Yeah, um, it's 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 really it's 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 kind of in the the stages right now where I'm basically yeah. have to back it up with all this academic research. Yeah, somewhat some BS. But at the same time, totally. I, I That's want, awesome, man. People that I have told about, they're like, "Who's this yeah. guy you're writing about?" And I'm like, "Oh, do you know that you know he released his own fragrance?" Yeah. And <laughs> and I'm basically backing it up by what's he saying by releasing his own fragrance? He's basically saying that. But in an interview, MTV interviewed him, going, "Oh, you're releasing your own fragrance?" Yeah. Yeah, I really want a young girl's money. And that's totally a direct shot at Katy Perry, who has nine fragrances. <laughs> So I think he is a fascinating figure. Um, I almost want to ask you what your thoughts on pure comedy are before I spill mine, if it's all right. Oh, please, yeah. <laughs> See, the whole thing was I, I listened to it for about two or three weeks when it came out. I actually got an advanced copy to write about it for the magazine in, in Cork that I was Fuck doing, yeah. some, doing some stuff for. And did you see the short film that he put out? Yeah, yeah I saw and it all. That, read that thing, that, that like yeah, letter, the, the that letter. essay thing? I, I, to be honest, I because I was balls deep in so much other stuff, yeah. I put it to one side. But then I came back to it. Uh, I came back to the the essay that it went. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. And then how it just ends with bears, man. <laughs> I think that's great. 
<laughs> but the thing is with pure comedy is it's it's not accessible. But as I said, sorry, for the yeah. first month that I listened to it, I'm like, he's talking about Trump. He wrote an album about Trump and then put it out. And then I realized he keeps on saying, he, going through interviews, he wrote it in 2015. Exactly. Yeah. Because after, after Honey Bear came out, there's this one interview where he goes like, I just wrote a song that calls out Taylor Swift and like it's very similar to Board in the USA and holy shit is like the whole album's already written. And that was it was like before yeah. I, like maybe either shortly after or right or right after shortly before or after Trump announced his campaign, you know? Yeah. So I had this there was this same interesting thing, like when it came out people were like, Oh, he's like trying so hard to say something about the times because yeah. he had written it a couple years before. But when he when he when he when he said that, I, I just had to yeah. take a step back. I was like, Okay, I listened to it in New Year's and they asked him because when Pure Comedy came out, he Put it like with footage of the ordination. It's not about Trump. Then why did you put it with footage of the ordination? He's like, because I had to, you know. Yeah. You know, because it was there. I couldn't have not done that. Right. So, it's yeah. Talk about the the music video. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, It's like all the the press things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I like I I I, see the thing is I love Honeybear so much. Same. Oh my gosh. And even there's some moments of. Moments. I think some of my favorite stuff is actually off your fun as well. Yeah, those two records really just do mean the world to me. I, I, yeah, only son of a lady's man. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's just like even that, even that, even like having some like meta Leonard Cohen reference song is like so fucking. That's it. Great. <laughs> I. But when it, there's a few moments on. I feel like that's a comment. That's what. Who's, I'm sorry to interrupt Please. you. It was just him saying like I like. That's how I feel like he sees himself as like. The next extension of like Leonard Cohen, and I feel like you know that's what that Have song you heard is his commenting Bird on. The Wire on. Cover? Yeah. yeah, I saw him do it. I saw him did do you? it. No, I saw him do "I'm Your Man" actually, not Bird where, on the Wire. Where did you see him? I saw. I've seen him a bunch of times. Have you? Um, I, I saw him at the Glass House in Pomona, in California. I saw him at the Wiltern um, in LA, and I was front row, and it was great. And then I saw him uh, at the Observatory. Um, yeah. Anyways, blah blah blah. Please continue your. No, point. no, I was just thinking. Yeah, because the whole seeing him live thing. All the, the moves and everything like that. Oh yeah, and he came out for his encore and just did questions. It was like a live podcast or something, or he was like a stand-up comedian. You There's know? one of the funniest things I've, I've seen, funnier than half the stand-up I've seen. Is he does this thing for KEPX or KEPX. KEXP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's his question-answer session with yeah. the audience. And I don't know if you've seen this, but he's talking about like the whole writing honey bear process but this girl comes up and she's on a scoot this little closer yeah, she comes up and she's all gushing and she's like like me you can, you're just a born romantic a heart, you know a hopeless romantic yeah. what advice would you give to another hopeless romantic and he just like without missing a beat he goes why don't you uh, stop being such a pussy <laughs> and I was sold so so yeah okay the whole thing is with with pure comedy it got a bit too mad for me uh, like the end now don't get me wrong the, I agree with you fucking 100%. The Leaving LA song, I, I, I love, and I don't think that anybody can write a 10 verse song except him and Bob Dylan with no chorus or right. no, just a, basically like a 13 minute rant. But also, know? there's that part where he's like calling himself out and he's like. That's it. That was the moment. <laughs> I remember I was in like a shop. He's like, you're probably listening to this thinking. This stuff really makes me want to die, you know? I, I, yeah, just, there's just so much to it. And I couldn't tell if that was like awesome or like. Annoying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I agree. Like, I, I and a few people were like, "What?" Because I'm known as like yeah. that guy. Uh, yeah, exa- same know? here. And uh, so it was in, weird. In my friend group, and they, like even for like Father's Day a few weeks ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I put up like Happy Father's Day in a picture of him. Yeah, and that kind of yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. And they're like, "What do you like?" I'm like, "I like it. I like." I, 
I know now that I know what he's doing, I can appreciate it. But yeah. I'm not gonna go back to it. Like when I was my, my thesis was due. Yeah. My thesis proposal was due the week after Pure Comedy came out. And okay. I, uh, so did there, you know that you wanted to do it before the album came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I did. And That's very interesting. And I oh, because just yeah, the way Honey Bear takes on modern romance. I agree 100%. It's just so much there, especially the whole using electronics and true affection. Just, yes! Yeah. A lot of people were like, that song sticks out like a sore thumb, and I'm like, that's the point! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just, I, 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 I was like, no, I'm going to go through it, but I'm just going to talk about Honey Bear. Because there's so much there. Yeah, man. Yeah, so. That's fucking brilliant. That's what I'm working on right now. And it's not, it's not work. Like, I, yeah. I can, you can make, you can make anything into a chore, but I'm just like, no, I go yeah. I'll basically take a point. The whole thing that's really, it, Sticking in my craw is backing it up with academic, yeah. Stuff. So I'm basically going through papers on satire. And, but the good thing is that there's right. only one other academic paper that I found that talks about him, and which is great. And yeah. it's only talking about it's basically like a thousand word thing written by some student in LA. Basically, I think it's LA, talking about talking about the album and basically going into a doorknob and all this stuff like okay I will read your sources that you cited but I'm not gonna not gonna <laughs> go that deep down the rabbit hole mm. um, so yeah I don't know I'm just it's kind of nice to be yeah. back in Galway that's weird people keep on asking me what's it like Cause yeah. I was away for two years and my girlfriend was living here right. all that time so I was back and forth back and forth every weekend yeah. and now that I'm back I'm just like because it's like yeah. it ever wants to happen totally you will come back in two years and you'll see Definitely. walking down the street yeah it's, it's, how about your impressions of here Really quickly, can I just like spill a couple thoughts on Father John Misty? Because like, away, I, I mainly like want to talk about you, but like, I haven't no, found no, 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 a no. person wanna, who's more fascinated than I am. And yeah. like the fact that you're doing this is really awesome. And I'm very excited to read your paper. I, I really, really want. No, no. Um, I just think like I had a very similar impression of pure comedy. Like, and and for a while I was thinking like, am I projecting? Like, am I? Is it like I'm? Is it like I hate myself and like my own insecurities as a songwriter? Am I like getting mad at him or something like yeah. that? But then after a while I was like, I have like every reason to love this fucking album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I love this guy so much. I think he's hilarious. I think he's brilliant. I think he's like really honest and like his songwriting is like so refreshing and that's like what caught my eye at first you know what I'm saying is because he's like saying things that like you would normally like never say in a folk yeah. song like I went to a strip club and like <laughs> you know like all this shit he's like I live in Hollywood and, and do Adderall <laughs> you know what I'm saying like like as opposed to like like in that Marin interview he's like how many profound experiences have I had on the top of a mountain <laughs> you know yeah, yeah exactly yeah. you're just like calling out the kind of the cliches yeah, and folks Every song has to have uh, train tracks and yeah. you know, the name of a town. Totally. And to me, like, he represented, like, a much more authentic thing than the things he was calling out as kind of being, like, faux authentic. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. That's something that keeps on coming back, this whole yeah. authenticity thing. Yeah. Like, the whole white male privilege. He's completely accepting of his role. Yes. You know? Yeah. He's not portraying himself as an underdog or anything like that. He's completely aware of his yeah. position in society. Totally. And that's not something that comes out in your fucking passenger yeah. albums or whatever. But I was, I was watching... There's this one... I don't know if you've seen it. It's one rant that he does... On stage. Where he... It's kind of the lyrics to pure comedy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's, like, before the album came out. And it's, like, weird, because you think that, okay, maybe he already wrote that song and he's kind of just reading a poem slash ranting. I think it's that. And it's, like, the thing that bothers me so much about that is, like, at the end of that rant, he goes, like, entertainment is stupid. And yeah. this, this is fucking stupid. And But it's like, dude, like, you're asking all of your fans to pay your fucking rent for you. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah, and then you're yeah. like, you guys are fucking dumb. Like, you, see, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's it, yeah. And he's completely... 
<laughs> chastising. Them. Yeah. So I, it's just like I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm so down with the the, the thing to me that was what made Honey Bear so brilliant was like you had the cynicism, you had the meta ness, but it was it was it infused with this level of vulnerability. You know what I'm saying? Where he's including himself in it. And I've heard some rumors um, from people that work in LA that he's having some like affairs or like trouble with his wife and stuff like that. See, that's the thing that scared me when I heard yeah, the comedy was I exactly. Thought, I was like, please tell me he's still with him. You know? Yeah. Because that's what I really totally like about exactly. I, I want to get this done. <laughs> yeah. Like before he breaks up. With her, yeah. This is the perfect romance. Right. But one thing as well is, and I notice because I'm going into everything. I'm noticing, like the interviews and the, the yeah, recording yeah, yeah. process. But have you read the instructions for reading? For Amazing. <laughs> That's one of my favorite fucking things ever. And I didn't. I, I whenever I write myself on a piece of paper, I write my slef. Like yeah. Whenever I type it, just as a little as a little reference, because I think it's it's fucking great. It's so and, great. And like forming it like Mad Libs. And yeah, and just it's just like calling out like a, a bunch of like pseudo spiritual shit. <laughs> The one where he's like, get like a pot of tea yeah. and then like smash it and like go get a <laughs> shitty cup of coffee and sit in the sun and think about how life is meaningless <laughs> or something like, like I truly think it's hilarious. Um, so that to me, my theory is that like either he, yeah, he wrote the album before, but like maybe his relationship was like a little bit rocky or something. And to me, I was like so excited to hear like, how is he the, the king of vulnerability and honesty and meta, like, like. How is he gonna talk about like having trouble with your, his marriage? You know, like yeah. I, I was looking for that record, Ooh. and I think that maybe he was like uh, maybe too fucked up about it or too complicated, or he just didn't want to go in that direction. But to me, like pure comedy is all outwards. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Except for that one moment at the end of it where he's talking about like sitting at the piano bar with his wife listening heads. to Talking yeah. Heads. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. like that. Like that is. And that's, that's a line. That's a line that keeps on coming up time after time in yeah. the reviews that I've read. Yeah, really. I think that it's because that's the only part where he's like, humanity's fucked up, but like, let's enjoy this moment. You know what I'm saying? And the rest of it, to me, it seems like he's almost like doing like intellectual backflips and like, it's just so indulgent. And he's just like, he's like fucking, please do. (laughs) And he's just like, look at that. Like, you know? I'm I'm so wary of going into that territory because I'm going to mention things that says like about society in general yeah. I'm going to say like a few things from interviews but as far as yeah. going into your company I'm going to say that like in the intro yeah. like, <laughs> too much this is like too, yeah. like going into Nietzsche and all this I'm not going to yeah. touch it well, one thing that I've that was kind of like a not a eureka moment yeah. but in watching all the music videos which I don't really watch music videos anymore it's just like a thing that I don't really do cool yeah. just, it's just you know it's yeah. you, you listen to the song on Spotify don't, you know yeah. I don't have to, you know um, probably because I just walk so much and that's how I listen to music uh, but when I finally got back to listening, watching his music videos and seeing the one for Nancy where it's him getting beat, the shit beaten out of him yeah. by his wife yeah. and she like shaves him and shares him yeah 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 and he basically watches him Change from the Fleet Fox drummer from Jay Tillman. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's it. That's the moment transformation. It's yeah, crazy. it's it's crazy. It's brilliant, man. I just have a couple more thoughts, and then I want to answer your question about Galway. Um, it's just that, like, on that on the Pure Comedy album, like, I feel like there are certain songs, like, just the Pure Comedy itself. Like, I, I just to me, like, the arrangements like were not nearly as intricate or like well thought out as. Um, 
like yeah. as Honey Bear. Like I thought that the gospel choir was like totally unnecessary. Some of the string arrangements I thought were yeah. cool. I thought the production it was interesting. I saw this thing on NPR that said like sonically his record's breaking no new ground, but conceptually it's going where no record has ever gone before. Okay. And I was like, I actually feel kind of backwards about it. Like sonically, like the way that the drums are mixed and like I mean yeah, they're like sounds that have been done before, but just like all the little glitchy stuff, like kind of following like from like James Blake and Boney Iver like putting out their records and kind of exploring that soundscape anyways but I feel like with pure comedy like he's taking like so many cheap shots at humanity you know what I'm saying and like for someone who seems so entrenched in like Christian mythology like I thought he would have so much more interesting things to say than like religion is so dumb it's yeah, used to control yeah, yeah. the it's masses like before. like what are you like 17 years old like smoking cigarettes in your mom's I, garage I <laughs> So deep, hashtag deep. No, it's, it's yeah. Because when, like, when I heard that line in pure comedy, the whole like uh, uh, taking down the church, the clergy, or whatever, you know, women hating. Uh, yeah. Women hating athletics. So, yeah. That's easy. That's, it's easy. That's what I was saying. It's kind of an easy critique of man. Yeah. And like, uh, I just because he's so smart and like, it's interesting because like reading the interviews about pure comedy. They're fucking fascinating, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so it was like almost like I like hearing him talk about his new music more than I like his new music. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I don't know, man. It's just it's very interesting. But he but he's so self. He's like cripplingly self-aware. Like even in the album, he's like probably he's like you're probably listening to this thinking like this guy used to be cool. And it's like, do you want points for that? This guy. Or like yeah. like that's cool that you're able to like. It's like he's commenting on his own blog post like before you know what I'm yeah. saying like in the song it's just you, like you gotta check out this New York interview that came out last week okay and it's basically kind of in the aftermath of all of that okay. yeah so, but just, it's, it's I can't remember what it's called but it's it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's basically you know and the Pitchfork one as well like the yeah. scandalous Father John Mystery yeah there are some really good ones that, that stick one. out but yeah. um, the one that came out last week I was like okay this is good you know because yeah. the whole thing about I was nervous about when I heard the release date and thinking about doing it I was like it's gonna be because he he interviews yeah he does well because he is so much more he's closer to a David Foster Wallace than he is to a Neil Young yeah you know absolutely yeah Anyways, thank yeah. you for allowing no. me to have this conversation. No, have you ever, have you listened to the Jay Tillman stuff? I went back and I felt just, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call myself like an aficionado of it. No, neither through, am I. I've gone through like the top five or six on Spotify. Yeah, I think A Year in the Kingdom is like a nice record. Um, it's interesting because he rails so hard against it and I understand why. Like what he's doing now is a lot more interesting mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and I think one of the fucking let me know by the way when you have no, to go because cool. I don't want to respect your time 15, no, I okay guess. cool I'll move on from Father John Misty <laughs> That's all right, I've like needed to have this conversation for so long and I, I've been waiting so like thank you so much I, I would be the exact same way if I hadn't been writing about it yeah but it's, it's uh, I think that Pitchfork interview calls it like painfully earnest or something yeah and it's yeah. like I agree but also it's like I, I do kind of just find it's like nice you know because he's he's just being very sincere yeah. you know and that's kind of nice I know what he's like I, I like his points about being like that's very expected classic white guy with a guitar like being like emotional or whatever so part of me is like oh man like I don't know I wish yeah. that he like looked back on that a little, like less bitterly you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I suppose the whole 
But I did like is just realizing that it wasn't him. You know, right. Just, and what he mentions in the marriage interview is just the idea, the archetype. Yeah. And this is what's expected. And I just, I, yeah, but the whole, yeah, he is very distinct. Have you heard the Duncan Trussell interview? Duncan Trussell Family Hour? No. I gotta send this to you on Facebook. This was like right after Fear Fun came out. It's a very interesting time because he's still pretty unknown and yeah. willing to like Those be really honest. Really like, because he doesn't have it down yet. Yeah, exactly. And now he's like into being mysterious and he likes to kind of like, he's, I feel like he's more like provocative intentionally as opposed to like just kind of sitting down and being like, hey, what's up? I'm Josh. <laughs> you know? I, I just finished because what I've been what I've been really starting at is him being satirical and we will move on but have you seen yes. you, you know when he released Innocence by Misty the fragrance yeah he released this promotional video that went with it I don't know if you've seen I it I haven't but it's him basically meeting with the perfume designer and she's showing him all these smells and he's like oh, oh yeah you know really yeah <laughs> and you're like can't tell if it's real or not and he's right like, and he's like I'm gonna commit and then for an uncomfortable period of time he rummages in his coat jack and he takes out a pair of like a solid gold brass knuckles and just puts them on the table <laughs> and then there's just this pause and it just cuts that's fucking like, great that's great no explanation yeah okay last two things I'll say please as a songwriter especially because I, like your attention to phrasing I think is brilliant and like because like when you like especially that that, that Donald Trump song is like um like you have a point and you're like operating on a couple levels but like you're also adhering to melodies and like there are like hooks and like I mean hooks like sounds like a cheap word but I mean like the song structure is, is very sound and I think that that supports the overall message of it whereas like on the last Misty record I felt like he was just kind of like not really thinking about melody at all no, that's the thing and, and like he's such a he's he's a pretty good melodist you know absolutely and the thing is he I think because he locked himself away in New Orleans with a piano yeah and he doesn't play piano he taught himself piano. So I'm like, I'm like, that kind of explains the mad chord yeah. progression because it's just there's no you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of the four chords of death as anyone else. Yeah. But like, it's just tangents so that you can't really have a catchy melody. Right. But, the, like, whereas, like, the arrangements and the melodies on Honey Bear are, like, super interesting you know, and cool and awesome. The really hummable mariachi horn lines. Yeah. And exactly. And so, like, because I was, like, because he's so fascinating, it was almost like he's, like, a th- he's just, like, a thinker chose the medium of music yeah but I was yeah, like yeah. but reading his essay and reading his interviews it's like I kind of wish he just wrote, wrote a fucking book yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying or it. like wrote an essay Put or something the, yeah but like 1800 words or something that one that came with your comment yeah anyways I'm blah not, blah blah I'm not going to <laughs> Galway my impression of Galway I was I was kind of wandering around Ireland for a while. Um, I was in Bantry for a while, working on a farm, and then I went to Dublin. Then I was in Westmeath working on a farm, and then I got kicked off the farm. Yes. And then I had come to Galway on a weekend, and um, just by the end of the weekend, I had like made friends. You know, like through a friend of a friend, I met Ben, and um, then like I met Hannah, and like just like really cool people. And I was busking, and so by the end of the weekend, I had people that knew my name. You know what I'm saying? And People that would like bring me like a cup of tea, like they saw me busking outside their coffee shop, That's and like cool, I felt like I just missed that sense of belonging so much, yeah. you know. And um, I don't know, just the the it kind of really re-inspired me in a lot of ways, like because music culturally, like just in Ireland, I feel like is more respected and more important, yeah. and more of like a 
noble pursuit, you know? Yeah, and more, yeah, yeah, exactly, especially in Galway. And so just uh, the fact that people really, it just really made me like, and going to your show, honestly, like seeing you and Linda and uh, Fintan, like, yeah. just really restored my faith in the power of words and music and individuals was, and yeah, folk music and poetry. and like bizarre, but it was... Yeah. yeah it was, <laughs> I, I had no idea what to expect for that. But yeah. yeah, it was great. I, I love... And I thought... That, yeah. It was like, there's no need for a PA. Yeah. <laughs> Then I came the loop pedal. Yeah. Um, I like, because I, cause I was in Bantry and it was the kind of countryside and the stillness that I was looking for. It was originally why I came to Ireland, because I was in LA and I was just congested and yeah. crazy. Then I went to Dublin and I was like, this is really cool, but it, it's also a kind of an intimidating city. It's overwhelming, yeah. And so, like, to me, like, all it was such a good middle ground of, like, it's still open and still and quiet, but it's also, like, an exciting, bustling town, you know? Yeah. So, I just, I don't know, I really liked it. Yeah. You know? um, and just that. About, just about, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, but th- yeah. What, what brought you back to Galway? Um, the love of a good woman. No, um, I. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's that whole thing in that making friends as an adult is a weird thing. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's very hard. It's very hard when um, you're not in like school or like a church or something. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I mean, being down in Cork, it's just because I moved down there. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this for a year or two, education what have you but then yeah. just breaking into that kind of like I go to Mike Nights and I do stuff and I did just like build up a nice uh, a friend based yeah but it, it's just when you get to a certain age it's like no I have this kind of familiar, familiarity back in yeah life. and it's like it's got attractive you've got to be scared a friend of mine who is living in Cork has a great song about Galway called he needs basically the chorus is him saying he needs to find a town less kind yeah um, which is which is great because he's like because yeah. he's like I could stay here and sing music with my friends for the rest of the time but I got move on do something else yeah that's great uh, but it's I don't know with this I, I like I am going to leave again and I have a plan to leave again yeah. but it's just right now it's just kind of what I needed plus I was totally. here every weekend anyway man yeah. so that whole commute and Ro has a good job and I yeah. got a, I was like I can do my thesis somewhere else yeah so why not here plus I'm in a band with Sharp and two bands with Sharp now yeah oh really yeah, yeah. oh fuck so, he's, uh, fuck, he's so fucking he's, nice have you heard his album I haven't heard his album. Oh, I need. A, I haven't taken the time to like listen to the people's I've met music, which is a regret that's, of mine. That's the big thing about Galway. That's one thing kind of like lured me back was um, down in Cork. There are three music schools, like three yeah. good, good music schools, and in Galway there's none. But there is. So down in Cork, you have this. There's a very high standard of musician. Like, very, very, yeah. very high. Like, in, a, like, an academic sense? And, like, and, and yeah, like, and just a proficiency sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Here, you can, you, can, you can come to Galway and never learn a fourth chord, you know? True. But down there, it's just, like, all the cover bands are super, super good, super, like, well-rehearsed. Yeah. And up here, there's a real, it's, it's a real kind of, like, DIY sort of, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I have this thing where I've said it before and before, it's kind of become a, a soundbite where, like, Galway has the songs, Cork has the musicians. Like, yeah. And yeah. I, 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 I like, you know, you could take any four guitar players from Galway and put against four guitar players from Cork. Cork's going to win, but the same thing right. with songwriters. It's just it's totally back and forth. So even just coming back to Galway, I've like, okay, I just I just found it much more of an encouraging I can write songs here. Yeah. And don't be wrong, I did write that song about kind of getting very frustrated with Galway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's that was just a whole, like, it's just, it became too easy to live here. And I was like, I can see myself yeah. fitting in. Because there is an image. Oh, in Ireland, there is a, a stereotype of people that move to Galway. There really? is a real, like, yeah. you know. Uh, 
if there was a beach, it would be a beach bum sort of yeah. thing, you know. Totally. Surfer dude, gonna follow my dreams, you know. Um, yeah. Thing and be on the dole forever. And it's just that image. I, mean, I, mean, I was just scared of falling into that. And I wanted to do yeah. Have you seen? Yeah. Yeah. What's so kind? It's so forgiving and like. Obviously, you know it far better than I do. Have you seen the movie Big Fish, by chance? You know that one part where Helena Bonham Carter's like, a big fish gets big by never getting caught, or whatever? And that first town that Ewan McGregor goes to is like perfect, and he's like, fuck, I can't stay here. That's it. (laughs) And he's like, I have to continue on my adventure, you know? So cool. I love... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rose right. But that's yeah. it. And Steve Buscemi isn't able to write a good song because he's stuck in that. Yeah. Write a good poem because he's stuck in that. Yeah, exactly, man. And like, like, the thing about, like, LA is so hard, like, to get, to find a room where people give a shit, you know? I went to LA three times. I liked it more every time I went. Yeah. But it was just this whole... Oh, man. It's just like, it's hard to find a sense of community. You know what I'm saying? Like, here the community is so effortless. And I was like, oh, I, like, really believe in folk music. You know what I'm saying? There is an agenda. It is, and everybody's, and it's like entertainment, and like music is more meant to sell, like to sell drinks, you know. Um, yeah. But like, there's obviously awesome people. You just gotta find them. It's just like hard. You gotta really like look for them. Um, and it's more. There's like the underground stuff is like super sick. Yeah. Um, but what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, like so when I came here and I played the open mic and I just like you know I started I tuned up the guitar by far best open mic I've ever been to in my life. And just I was tuning up the guitar and it was like a hundred. People, whatever, room packed full of people. It was hot. It was uncomfortable, and like everybody was silent. You know what I'm saying? And like that blew my mind. And just yeah. the fact that like I could be dynamic and subtle and all the things I've wanted to be. And everybody was so invested and yeah. like so giving and like it's just that I was rep, like, you know, it's yeah. That it's built up. So it gave me like a lot of faith in myself. Yeah. You know, you like also with intimidating. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And it's that. That thing where yeah. it's kind of not so much a double concern, but it's it's kind of a kind of when you go up there and you want to do some you know, first of all you want to get one song which is yeah but I can totally understand it totally going up mic some pork was nice in that you'd have three or four so you could do two, two yeah ones, two ones you know that you were comfortable with and then a new one to try and stuff out. yeah uh, so if you want to play new ones at the Sunday night thing yeah. <laughs> It's not really. You don't want to encourage yourself to do it because it's because you want to you want to wow people, right? You know? but, yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 hard, but yeah, I I, I love that open mic. And it's so nice to go back because like I started that open, I went to that open like years and years ago. Yeah. Like you know, completely different hosts and everything. I've totally. seen it evolve throughout the years. Yeah. But it's it's yeah it's something else, man. It's okay. a real sense of community. It really is, man. Yeah. Before we go, will you tell me about your podcast? You were telling me the other day. Yeah, yeah. Because um, what happened was we were in the hallway at the Roshin Dove, and I was like, hey, man, like. Like, will you do my podcast? Like, will you like check out my podcast? And you were like, yeah. will you check out my podcast? And I was like, whoa! We're trying to, we're trying to, we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to. Yeah, because like I, I see a great like similarity in like the values of the folk music community and like the podcasting community. Yeah, like, what's, I've, please I've started, tell me about your podcast. I started listening to more songwriting podcasts. Um, have you heard Soda Jerker? Song no, it's, I haven't it's, heard any songwriting podcast. There's a really good one called Soda Jerker. There's a few of them. There's one of them that I heard the other day. Oh, you'll find it easily. Do you know Joe Pug from? I've heard of Joe. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. he has his own podcast. We talk cool. songwriters in Nashville, and it's an interesting thing just seeing how that works. Yeah. The one I've also heard is a, it's a British one called Soda Jerker uh, on songwriting, and it's two very British men uh, uh, interviewing people, usually via Skype, on yeah. the whole songwriting process. 
but they everyone man Paul Simon Rufus Wainwright all this stuff they even, did, even did one with Weird Al Whoa. and Weird Al is on a, like vacation in Hawaii and he's Skyping and he's like no I like talking about this stuff yeah so yeah it's really interesting just hearing them break it down That's but insane. my one is when I started sharpen your axe right sharp, sharpen that axe sharpen that axe was one that I uh, started with a buddy who runs a guitar school in Colorado and we were doing the masters together and I had so many questions you know like you know you listen to a song like what's he doing there because I love guitar and I played guitar for years but I I'm kind of I've plateaued so I kind of would ask him stuff so we basically set up this podcast where I ask kind of stupid questions yeah and he answers them <laughs> and, but we've gone through stuff like last week we did a, a podcast on like guitar players we think are overrated and yeah I just basically went on a 15 minute Kirk Hammett rant but <laughs> Put away the wah. But yeah. uh, but it's a fun, yeah, we've got about thirteen episodes. We were on we're on Stitcher now, we're on like you can find us on iTunes and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it's cool. Uh I like it. It's it's weird because we want to do it right and that involves like tweeting and it's, yeah. it's weird man. there's a whole separate set of skills like making something and like selling something or like promoting something you know Yeah. and, and it's hard to as a DIY maker of things like you gotta put on a different hat and it's like hard sometimes yeah you know? and there's some people that are so good at one thing but not good at the other yeah you know yeah and like I'd kill to be able to do that but then yeah you know maybe totally. songs sometimes kind of cut yeah you're like, well. totally man well cause it's give and take cause it's like it's amazing to have the freedom to do what you want mm. but like part of me like envies the luxury of like having like a big label that is kind of in charge because you can just make the thing yeah <laughs> you know yeah absolutely but the, yeah, something that Josh Jimlick was coming back to is like he was like yeah. I was approached by every label just like offering me you know we're gonna we're gonna go to the next level and he's, when he was gonna sign with Interscope yeah, that yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. was beautiful and when he says like like uh, it's like if I had been like signed with Interscope as opposed to like in left Sub Pop and like done SNL like with a bunch of new fucking people around like it wouldn't have meant anything yeah you know? it absolutely just been Sisyphus pushing the rock yeah, the yeah, yeah and that's the thing like when the when Pure Comedy came out like the first day it came out it was on YouTube yeah like, I'm like that's so cool like the whole <laughs> album was right there I mean you yeah. wouldn't find that with anything else yeah man but I hear there's a sub pop store in the Seattle airport. Now. Yeah. Ooh, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. Um, there's a comedian named, you know, Chris Gethard? I don't. He has a great podcast, and basically he's, he has a show about depression and, and uh, right. suicide and stuff like that, and he's talking about, like, his experience with it, and he's like, he's like, I fucking wish Kurt Cobain was like, he's like, I would take Kurt Cobain alive today doing an exclusive album for Starbucks <laughs> than, like, the guy that, like, took his own life, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'd rather have, like, a sold-out <laughs> Kurt Cobain that's still around. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I said something, I was, I was a bit drunk the other day, I was at a music festival in Portugal, and European music festivals are, are great, because, you know, there's a lot of you get a lot of different yeah. cultures there and that's what I've heard but you see so many people with like just the worst tattoos like any music <laughs> festival and I saw so many Europeans whose English wasn't their first language with uh, Lowell Terrace apart tattooed on them really? somewhere and I was like if Ian Curtis saw that now he'd come back and kill himself again but I'm sorry terrible <laughs> no cut that out but I was like that's not the point it's not there for you to oh wow sorry this, I just badge. before you go that's a, that's a badge of my podcast <laughs> Um, if you want other bad tell me more about your Chris Gethard just before I head. oh that was it Just that the, was it. he's Check great he has a great podcast check him out will you tell people where you, they, they can find your music absolutely you're a phenomenal songwriter I'm sorry we didn't talk about your music too much. so much Felix Sardai is that's it was a I was in a band called Felix we're now called the Nova Darlings that's but, yeah yeah I like it but man. Felix so our first EP is songs for Felix because we changed the name unreal but Felix Sardai has since become like 
or during the time we were Felix, it was like kind of a personal say la vie, like, Felix or die, like anything for the band, like all for one, one for all, I love you that, know? Man. That's great. Yeah, and so now I kind of want to either, like, if I end up starting a label or a collective or something, that might be the, like, the, like Felix or die. I love that, man. Anyway, That's so right great. now it's just kind of like a personal <laughs> motto. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you represent it so well. Uh, I am able to be found on. Uh, I'm on everything on Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, yeah. YouTube. Dylan Murphy. Dylan Del- Murphy. Is it um, Dylan Murphy and something? Uh, uh, with the band, I have sometimes have a backing band. Right. And right now, I think I'm trying a Dylan Murphy and the Forty Foot Women. Yeah. But that's great. Thanks. I like. Also, that. The, my favorite one was <laughs> Dylan Murphy and your mom's friends. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, like, because. <laughs> One thing that I'm I'm very late, but I'm, I'm one thing that Tillman tells me about is like yeah. don't take yourself too seriously because it's really really easy. Yeah. But at the same time, that's with me as well. I'm just like, but I don't want to go into like comedy parodies. Sort exactly, of thing, you know? it's such a fine line. It's the hardest thing in the world is just being that guy. Who, yeah. But I'm like, I, I want to write like I'm currently writing a song about like you know pretty men who stare off into the distance in black and white, and I'm just yeah. like. It's just not what I want to be at all. It's so hard um, because it's like there's a difference between Flight of the Concords and like Ben Folds or like yes, Josh Tillman. Ben Folds. It's amazing. So good. Um, yeah, and I also play guitar for Stephen Sharp. We just released Fuck our first yeah. album called Shut Up Dylan. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Check okay, that he's out. the nicest person ever. He's great. I'm actually I'm going to go meet him. We're starting yeah, a two-piece go. 90s cover band. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I, had, awesome, I had to man. learn. I believe I can fly. <laughs> Dude, thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks man, for making I'm, the I'll try and swim by tomorrow night. No worries if you can't. If you come, if you want to play a song, I'd be honored, man. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Let you get He said, they're alive. I like my rock stars that are dying. My looks turn till they're tied and my busker's on them. Profound, how about you? She told me she... She glued the road to her feet Cause she don't know where to lead Sometimes it shows all that you need And I said, how true Oh, we finished our cans around the corner Cuts up the dust of our way to the floor No face I'd rather share this with No place I'd rather be I'm sure to sing along with strangers It's how my faith gets restored So we put our hands up not to surrender, but to defend ourselves from the swinging legs above our heads and give back the noise that we get. Now we more or less exist for moments like this between the song is why you and I get along. So then we stood up the stage with practically nothing to say. Even the best of us lack self-restraint. Only an hour or two to keep things this way All we take nothing from this butter stove As well as the trouble to tack it up And maybe two hearts still pumping blood Bruise elbows and might will keep shut Cause one night this one thing One of us thinks is not enough So we put our hands up Not to surrender but to defend ourselves From the swinging legs above our heads Give back the noise that we get Now we more or less exist For moments like this between the song Is why you and I get along Why you and I get along
Why you and I get along? 